Greetings and welcome back to the God Engine Cast, a podcast that was dedicated to discussing Adeptus Titanicus, a war game produced by Games Workshop. Things have changed in the last year, and one of those things is the way I'm introducing the show. Do I even have a show anymore? I don't know. I guess I'm publishing something today. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about what's been going on. Well, it's been well over a year since my last regular show. Uh, just before I got the job teaching, we've had a couple of small update shows where I've been really excited to talk about the latest interesting things that have been happening in Titanicus and always making a promise that I'm about to be back. Uh, similar promises have been made online continually for, well, the last year. And when I was in the UK in the summer, I attended the Goonhammer Open and I made a lot of those same claims again that, you know, new shows are right around the corner. And they just haven't happened, obviously. Variety of reasons, mostly. Life. My life has become really busy. And, uh, yeah, I kind of wanted to record this show to put a bit of a capstone on where we are. I... I'm not sure I'm actually going to come back to the God Engine cast. I think this podcast has finished. I can't, in good consciousness, continually to pretend this show is going to keep on going and going. It hasn't. The show has stopped. But if I'm being really truthful, it's more than just ti- the show stopping. Titanicus itself, as a supported gaming thing by Games Workshop is dying a bit of a death. We had the really good book recently, the Match Pay Guide, that has really reinvigorated my playing of the game. But it's really short, and if I'm being really, really honest, copies a lot of things that I would have done. I'm actually going to go and talk about the Match Play Guide in a minute. We're going to finish up the show with a review of it, because I think it's It feels like a last hurrah by Titanicus, the sort of, this is the final moments, this is how we're going to put the final guidelines in the game before stepping away. I may be incredibly wrong. I hope I am. Titanicus is still a fantastic game. It is still one of the best games I regularly play. But I don't know. I think this isn't un... These aren't commentaries that people haven't been having recently. Games Workshop's gone very quiet on Titanicus. Focus is clearly are the game systems. Another thing I'll touch on in a minute. But, yeah. And as for me, teaching has taken over my life. It is really good. I was really unsure when I started. I went back and listened to the first podcast, or the last podcast I did, and You could tell I was really kind of nervous about the whole deal. Um, I'm a year and a half into the school now, and I'm loving it. It's a job I should have done years ago. Um, I'm regularly being told that I'm doing a great job. Uh, I ran my school's academic team, which is a quiz bowl competition here in Oklahoma, and uh, we did pretty well. Um, 
I'm the coach of that, and that's eaten a part of my time. I've got an observatory, and I'm taking regularly kids out to explore the universe. Actually, literally, we're looking at other galaxies and the like at the moment. It's incredible. Um, and the time I have to sit down and record shows like this, vastly diminished. Um, partly because of my free time when I'm not at school, I'm on the road playing games, which is really nice. And, you know, back in 2020 when I was doing the show, I, I started before the pandemic, let's just phrase that there. I wasn't traveling. Uh, the show was born more out of the fact that the oil industry had chewed me out and spit me down, and I was spending a lot of time in my house feeling very broke and unable to interact with my hobby. And this show gave me a great way for me to talk to people. I do that regularly now. So sitting here by myself in my recording studio, yeah. So that was a bit of a brain dump of thoughts. I think we need to focus on something a bit more constructive. Um, I've let myself say all those words in a ab, ab hoc and random way. Um, so let's move on. Uh, we'll talk a bit here in a minute about what I've been doing actually hobby-wise. Give people a bit of an update on my hobby. And then, like I say, I want to talk about the match playbook and uh, where we're going after that. So, I probably want to take a bit of time talking about my own hobby and what I've been doing over the last year, really, uh, since I last spoke. I think it was April was the last show. Well, in April, I was talking about my upcoming trip to the UK. I made that in the end of May to the start of June, and it was really good fun. Um, hit the Goonhammer Open, uh, the Titanicus event there, played five fantastic games of Titanicus. Um, I took my knights, as they were the only things that would fit in my backpack to get to the UK, and it was a blast. Played a really big game with them. Uh, won most of the games, got blasted off the table in the final one, but was able to support the traitors to a pretty dominant victory. All in all, the, I can't say more. I, I can say a lot about that event. Um, I really wanted to record a show, like, straight afterward. And I was going to back in the UK, but I never quite found the time. And then by the time it was all said and done, I was back in the US. I got distracted, which has been, like, the story of this year. You see, while I was in the US, the new Horus Heresy box set dropped. And I started playing it. Um... Well, I started building it anyway. I ordered it while I was in the UK and it arrived basically as soon as I got back from the US. And then my entire summer, all my free time in the summer, which is a lot of it because I'm a you know, teacher, so I have the summer off. Uh, every evening I was building and painting models. And by the start of September, I had a full 3,000 point Horus Heresy army that I didn't have in May. Um, and that was great. Um, played a pile of Heresy now, an absolute metric ton. Uh, driven down to Dallas countless times, been to Oklahoma City a few times, absolutely in love with the game. I think it's a really balanced rule set to the extent you want a balanced rule set. Uh, I think the game plays well, it keeps you engaged as much as you want to be engaged, and it really makes me feel nostalgic to the old war games of my youth. It's quite a heady combination. Now I'm going to see how it survives and how it goes forward. And um, I'm hopeful that we're going to have a game system and a community that will grow and develop to be really impressive. Um, the ticket sales of Adepticon are fantastic news for the overall 
community. I get there's a lot of fuss when they all all the events sold out within minutes. But that's a really good sign. It's a passionately large community at the moment, and I'm really happy to be a part of it. In fact, as I will talk about at the close of the show, I am becoming really involved with the organization of it, which is no surprise for anyone who knows me. I like just getting involved and doing stuff. Which, I suppose, ties nicely into my heresy, not heresy hobby, my Titanicus hobby. Yeah, much like this podcast, it's been something that's been a bit on the back burner. I've completed my Possessed Titan. There were some photos on my Instagram and a few places on Facebook. Really made a really fun Possessed Titan for my Legio Volcanum and played it on the table a few times. Uh, though I've been playing a lot of heresy, I mean, mostly heresy. Uh, my Warbear has appeared and been on the table more than any other army by the end of the last year. I have played a fair bit of Titanicus. In fact, uh, recently I took my Titanicus with me and played a game down in Austin. Uh, played it alongside a game of Heresy. Um, this weekend I'm going to Oklahoma City where I'm going to play some Titanicus with my buddy AJ. And I've been going to Tulsa every month thereabouts to play with my buddy Brent up there and play some fantastic games. Titanicus up there, some real classic games. Um, and it's been good. Nothing game-breaking. As I sort of mentioned in the last, like, brain dump, I do think the game is really starting to simmer down into a pretty stable game system, especially with the very subtle support Games Workshop's giving. Um, just the Direwolf and the Match Playbook, really, of any note in the last year. Beyond that, um, I guess that's sort of been where I'm at. I've got some Titans left to finish being painted, and I'm determined to get them done. But Heresy does just keep taking my time. Um, I painted a bit more of the Titans the other day, and then it was like, oh no, back to painting some more Marines, and I've got a new box of Marines, so I'm going to build the Marines, and yeah, it's just good, and I'm enjoying it. Which is what I want to do. I mean, if that's what brings me joy at the moment, then yeah. Okay, so let's stop talking about myself and start talking about, you know, the Titanicus as a larger hobby and where it is as a product line in Games Workshop and where it is as a community. I sort of buried the lead a bit. I sort of said that I don't think it's doing that great. And, you know, the first place to look is actually at the Games Workshop website. We start looking around when the big, last, splashy release of Titanicus was. And we have to go back two years now. It was two years ago that... We were all jumping around looking at those images that Games Workshop had put up on their New Year release video, which first showed us the signs of the Warmaster. This was a great time for Titanicus. I would put this as peak Titanicus mania. Um, lockdowns had started ending, so people would get out and start playing, and games were being played again. And suddenly this giant model was being proposed, and we had people on a variety of podcasts drawing images and trying to scale and imagine how big a monster of a model this was going to be. And then alongside it came a complimentary book of both the Loyalists and then the Traitors alongside a second Warmaster model. And it was great. But that's been it. I mean, a lot's changed. The full books that brought all the Legios together into those two volumes... And then the release of the Match Play Guide has changed Titanicus. It's turned Titanicus into version 1.5, if you will. It 
refine so many of the rules. But I also see it as the high watermark, that release point, getting to be now two years ago. This time last year, both those books have been released for quite a while. And we just started getting word that the Direwolf was coming. The Direwolf was last year's Titan. It was a resin kit. It was weird. Um, divided the community. A lot of people liked it. Fair few didn't. Um, I'm partial to it myself. I've seen it on the table and I think it's good. I think it's given a lot of alternate builds for many lists. Um, I think Ordax players love it. And there are a lot of Ordax players out there because everyone can get Warhounds easily. And I think it will show up on more tables than a Warmaster will, because putting a Warmaster in a list requires a serious amount of points. You can't play it in small games, whereas, you know, it's pretty easy to drop a small model in, which is nice. Um, I think it's got some pretty good rules, and I've seen it used a fair bit. Um, it had just been released when I was in the UK, um, I don't think anyone was using them at the Goonhammer Open. But I know I saw one for sale at Warhammer World. I didn't buy it. I brought heresy stuff. It's, you know, heresy. Um, but, yeah. I was expecting another version of it by the end of the year, and we didn't have it. We got more weapons for the Warhammer. We got the Graviton guns, and they seemed pretty good. We also got the Addenda that changed up how a fair few weapons work, including Volkite, which I think's been a generally positive change and I can't be upset about it but if I'd been doing my regular podcasts we're looking at maybe two episodes of brand new content which is nothing compared to where we were back in 2001 2002 well not even 2001 year 2020 like we were always getting releases um so the last release was the Match Play Guide. I really like the Match Play Guide. It's been out now for a while. And it fixed something that was a major problem in Titanicus. Basically, since I started recording the podcast, I have been looking for a way to get good pickup games of Titanicus in. I have been pretty critical of these, every type of mission that they published in the core book. I think the scenarios are badly designed and i think the actual match play section is badly designed i was a huge supporter of the graham sanders style mission pack and then it segued nicely into the open war deck and the open war deck was great if you had one if you hadn't got an open war deck then you were stuck using third party rule sets the graham sanders one still was pretty popular match play guy kind of took that material I haven't gone and compared, but it really feels really like a lot of those mission packs that I'd spent time on this podcast discussing. Um, in fact, there are many points where I really feel like Games Workshop listened to the community and their rules team gathered up all of our variety of versions and said, let's make something that works and put our logo on it. I mean, even buried in the match play section, there's a conversation where you build a hand of stratagem cards. An idea that I spent an entire podcast exploring back in 2020. I'm not saying that they copied it from me, but I don't know. 
part of me wants to believe they did. I'm not going out to say he did, and I'm not going to... Asterix, whatever you want to say, no legal representation, blah, 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 blah. But, yeah, this was the sort of stuff we were talking about. There's nothing in this match playbook that jumps out to me in being like, the community wasn't thinking this thing. And that's what makes this book so fantastic. I know it is money I'm paying for something that the community put together in at least an idea. Like, we could have found all the ideas in this book in the community. But it's not. It's in one guide, and it's been published by the publisher. There's no, hey, man, do you feel like trying out this alternate system? It's like, hey, look, we're going to use the Games Workshop match play system. Straight up, let's use it. No ifs and buts. It is a Games Workshop published guide that does the job. And it does the job well. I have enjoyed every game I played using the match play system. It adds a level of tactical thinking that you that I missed in several of the systems that I put together for things like the Iron Halo. But it also makes it controlled enough that like players get to control their own destiny, which is amazingly huge in mission design. In fact, I'd go as far to say I think the mission design in this match playbook is the best mission design in a Games Workshop game at the moment. Definitely beats 40k, but you can see the fingerprints of the 40k thinking. The good ideas, the bad ideas left at home. The guidelines for running a game if you're a tournament organiser is useful. It's really stuff that, again, you could find on the internet, but at least here it's coming from a place of authority. I think that is undersold so much time that Games Workshop putting their name on it allows people to be a bit more like, look, this is how I'm going to run things as a tournament organiser, and I'm doing things as described by Games Workshop, so it airs legitimacy to my actions. The doubles format's really nice. I'm, I love the idea of doubles. I know back in the UK, coming up here at Beachhead, the Maximal Fire guys are running a doubles tournament, and I'm looking forward to hearing how that goes. Frankly, I'm probably not going to play a doubles game. I played a couple of doubles in Goon, at the Goonhammer Open, and they were a blast, but I'd probably going to play any more doubles myself because I'm not going to events where there are enough players, which I think loops us to the next big concern I have with Titanicus, which I'll come to in a minute. Um, the rest of the book's really solid. The reference material found within is good. And I think if you're a dedicated Titanicus player, you need to be including this in your, like, gotta take to game books. The fact it's a soft back, it's really light. You don't even notice it's in your bag. So as far as I'm concerned, it's probably the least controversial book Games Workshop have produced for Titanicus. There isn't much I disagree with it. And I think it's all around a great book. It's just a shame it wasn't all included in the core rule set, or this book wasn't a publishing of a second version of the rules. I kind of wish that maybe we drop the doubles format for revised rules. There are a lot of places the FAQs could clean up the rules some more in a reformatted main rulebook, including a new match play system. Wouldn't go amiss. Especially if Games Workshop are backing away from Titanicus as a whole. A final rule set 
as they drift before they drift off into the sunset would be nice. And I think with that, we'll bring my review of the match play guide to a close. And actually, the reviews of Games Workshop Ted Hanks' products as a close on this podcast. But as I open the show with, I think this is the last time I'll be recording an episode of the God Engine cast. There are numerous reasons for that. I think some of it is the fact that I'm tired of overanalyzing the books. It's not who I am anymore. Um, and I think... It was doing harm for my passion for Titanicus. I was becoming so ingrained at thinking of every last option with the games that it was robbing some of the fun for me. I don't like being an competitive power gamer, but I was turning myself into one by focusing on it like I was for the show. And I'm not sure what sort of content I'd create if I wasn't doing that. And I'm not sure if that's the content I want to exist for Titanicus. What I want to see is some really good stories. What I want to hear are some absolutely fantastic battle reports where people have fun. They don't care that they get the rules right all the time. And people don't care who wins as if everyone walks away with a smile on their face. I'm going to say this, and I don't mean to be too controversial to some of the people listening, but... Trying to be too competitive with Titanicus, yeah, could be a problem. I'm not sure if the game's designed for that, or we really need to be thinking of the game in that way. Let's have a beer, let's have some pretzels, roll some dice, and watch the Titans explode. If we're lucky, everything's going to explode, and we'll have a great time. Yeah, end of an era for me. It's one I've been putting off. I mean, I probably should have done this. A year ago, I knew when I finished the podcast, I wanted a firm, hey, I'm done. And I think this will be it. So, that's that. But it's not the end of me. I'm not going anywhere. I'm still going to be here in Oklahoma rolling dice. I'm still going to have the internet. And I've got these microphones, so... I guess I'm going to return at some point to podcasting. I enjoy it. But I don't think it's going to be the God Engine cast. It'll be something else. Something new. Something different. Probably heresy related. But who knows? Could be old world related. I've got this strange feeling the old world is going to hit this year. And if my hobby butterfly takes me that way, it may take me that way. We will see what happens next. I'm committed to being a champion to the hobby to help other people find their fun um it's kind of who i am it's what i did when i was role-playing laughing it's what i've done at school and it's just and i'm sure it's gonna be me again in the future i picked up that mic once before and it's not gonna like i say i'm not throwing out the equipment so, with that, I will close out this section. I've got one other thing I want to talk about, and uh, then I'll let you guys go. So, looking to the future and away from this podcast, my next 
big thing I am going to try and do is run a Horus Heresy narrative event at the Melly at Shiloh GT in Springdale, Arkansas over the weekend of February 18th and 19th of this year. It's taken me a lot longer to get this announced than I wanted to. So if you know anyone who lives in the central US area who wants to play Horus Heresy, please send them the details. All the details are in the show notes. Or you can find me in a variety of places and I'm happy to talk about the event. The plan for the event will be five 3,000 point games of Heresy. Three of those games, games one and two on Saturday and games one on Sunday, are going to be story-driven narrative games. These games are going to be linked together to tell a story about events in the heresy going on around the time of Beta Garmin. I have a big plan of how I'm going to tell the story. It's going to build on my experiences of running the Titanicus events that are out in the Iron Halo, the two years I did pull it up there, and several of the other wondrous events I've been to in the last couple of years. On top of that, you're going to have two other games, the last game on Saturday and the last game on Sunday, which are going to be our grudge matches. One of the great things about going to an event is catching up with friends you don't see in a while. And if you and your friend both happen to play a Loyalist Force, you aren't necessarily going to spend the time playing a game. The idea of these grudge games is that you're just going to be able to call out a person, you know, mate you haven't seen in a while, and you're just going to play a game. The game's not going to be part of our narrative, so my narrative restrictions on lists won't apply. If you and your buddy want to throw down with two Primarchs, go for it. I'm not allowing Custodes at the event, because Custodes don't really fit into the story arc. So if you want to bust them out for a game, one of these grudge match games, feel free. Um, also, if you are perhaps like myself from working a job that is slowly driving you to total sleep all the time um, and tiredness, you may not want to play five games of Heresy over the weekend. Maybe you want to chill and socialize a lot more, in which case you only play the three narrative games and watch the other games, and that's going to be totally cool as well. Hopefully, this flexibility will allow for some really good memories to be made. A great event over a weekend. If you're interested, please shoot me a message. Uh, there are links to all the events found in the show notes and in all the media that accompany the show. So once again, that's the Melly at Shiloh GT, Springdale, Arkansas, which is just north of Fayetteville, Arkansas, over the February weekend, the 18th and 19th. That's the weekend just before President's Day for those in the U.S., so quite a few people may be off work. It's a nice long weekend. Yeah, I think that's all I've got to say on that. And with that, we will bring the show to a close. Thank you, everyone, for listening to my podcast over the last couple of years. It's been an absolute pleasure making this. I feel like I've spent a lot of time saying this sort of thing in this show, so... Yeah, thank you for bearing with that as well. I may see you everyone in the future. We'll see what tomorrow brings, as they say. But until then, I wish you all well, good fortune, and uh, I hope you see plenty of Titans explode gloriously on the battlefield over the coming years. Until next time.